baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, hey, what's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex, your favorite weekly podcast. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, alongside my co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm well. Oh, my goodness. Before we get into everything, by the way, this is episode 122. We are still in a season five kickoff of Tag's podcast. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. But Jeremy and I have gotten into this rhythm and this hobby, if you will, of bike riding. You'd think that we like invented bike riding, right? Seriously, I feel like it just just came up. It's really funny because... The first day we did it, I mean, we were literally acting like there weren't any cars around us, and we're on the Upper East Side with cars, like, beeping at us, and we're in the middle of the street, and it ended up being so much fun after a picnic in Central Park. We've had really uh, a very warm start to fall, so we've been trying to be outdoors, and the bike riding has just been, like exhilarating but also just all we want to do it's like we keep thinking about it every day it's so funny and for those of you who don't know we uh, live and record the show in new york city and we're talking about city bike and city bikes that thing that many major cities have where you don't have to own your bike and there's a bike rack right outside of where i live super convenient super easy all the stress of actually owning a bike is you don't have to worry about it. Um, we were kind of like Thelma and Louise. Seriously. Creep. <laughs> like partners in crime, we were like just going on the wrong side of the street and in the middle. Because it's New York City yeah. and New York City traffic. Yeah. And you were saying something to me that was cracking me up as we were riding bikes. I don't know if we should have been thinking about it beforehand, but you, really, you were telling me that people don't really know what they're doing in the city, whether it's a taxi cab driver. Yeah. I mean, you can tell in a car, on foot, anything. I mean, everybody is kind of a hot mess. Yeah. And so we just added to that. And of course, you and I, crazies, took a break, a cocktail break. We did. 
and, <laughs> which probably didn't help matters out. And um, but you know what I really love about biking around the city, and I recommend this. I mean, you know, get your helmet, audience. Do take take life into your own hands here. But the thing I really like about it is that you get to really see your city in a whole new light. So, for example, yeah. You so just, you were taking so many pictures of like new restaurants and things that. So we like to just try out many different places and a lot of times we don't go to other places that we haven't been to so we we're creatures I'm, of habit yeah and i'm sure many many of you are as well just going to like something that you love or where your favorite food is or your favorite dish and we do that a lot right so it's nice when we got on the bikes we just saw like it's almost like a whole new city but it's just streets that we've never been down neighborhoods I mean, yeah west west end avenue Ugh. was on uh on sunday night we which is in the upper west side area of new york and I think we were talking because we had been to a party once in one area of West End, but this the street keeps going on and on, and we were all the way uptown. Looky loose, like, yeah. Like I'm such a, I, I would say I'm a, a a voyeur. I have a voyeuristic side to myself, of course, for the obvious, but <laughs> I really have it for like I'm obsessed with looking in people's apartments and what's going on. Yeah, yeah. what's and the decor? more for the decor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed and with the that. lobbies and all that I'm a, stuff. I need to know what the lobby is yeah. like. I'm looking at the lighting fixtures. And we were seeing these sexy, like, doormen and all these Ooh, different buildings. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. I mean, but it's a great workout. It's a great way to see a new city yeah. if you're traveling. I did it once in Berlin, which was really fun. Uh, but it's great to do it in your own city. And most major cities these days have that thing. And it's pretty affordable, too. I mean, I, I don't know. I highly recommend it. Uh, it also goes into exercising, and last week, Dr. Goldstein was on our show, and whoa, that episode did so... Whenever Dr. Goldstein's on, the good doctor we call him, proctologist, he gives us such good advice on our health, and he's developed this new thing, Future Method, which we're doing a giveaway, and later on in this episode, we are going to announce the winner of the anal douche kit, which Jeremy had a look at it today. And it's cute, right? It is. It's You're good to go with that. I tried it out, and it really is silky. Not the one you're going to get. No, no, yeah. <laughs> he gave me my own to try out, and we have this, uh, this kit that we're giving away. A little later, we're announcing the name. Thank you, everybody that submitted their name. Uh, we appreciate that. And you will get, um, if you didn't win... You will. I put you on our mailing list. You're going to get our newsletter for Tags Podcast, which will keep you up to date on all good things here. Um, so many things with the Dr. Goldstein uh, that he talked about. You really almost have to listen to this show. He talked about things like when you're guys that do a lot of squats, uh, there's a way to do squats, and he recommended putting an... Uh, anal plug in your ass because so many guys that have those amazing huge bubble muscle asses mm -hmm. when you're doing squats they're tightening the whole area and that can lead to things like hemorrhoids and things like that and what you really want to do is uh, relax the actual ass, anus, anus yeah. area and so what he recommended my friend was 
texting me that he was going to try it is to at home put an anal plug in your ass, try and relax your ass and do squats that way. And it sounds hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I was thinking that too. I've had a guy squat on my face before. It was really, really hot. I mean, like this really big, 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 like muscle bodybuilder guy do it. And I loved it. Jeremy it just... loves a good. So question for you. Yeah. And then I'll get to that. Do you like, do you care if it's like a muscle ass or if it's natural or either way you find. I mean, I really, I prefer less muscle and a little bit more jiggle but muscle is still hot to me too so i mean but i'm not take it yeah but i just like big i mean i don't like small but that's that goes if you listen to other podcasts i'm sure that you know yes exactly what the preference is but the squatting idea for me i i don't know what it is it just turns me on a lot i'm sure tons of guys love uh, can agree I mean, at the gym, when you see guys squat, it's just very, very hot. So the idea of somebody squatting on your face and just like engulfing in it is just really hot to me. So where were you on the bed and he was above you, straddled above your face? He had a really cool (laughs) sandbag uh, type of seat. And that's what I... Sandbag? It was like a very big... I, I don't know. Like how, a beanbag? Yeah, kind of like a beanbag. It's called a beanbag. But plush, though. It was suede, and he had a beautiful Like a modern-day beanbag. Yes, exactly. And I was, like, lounging on that, and then he was squatting over me. Did he, like, hold it down there? Of course. And then he would tease, like, he'd, like when I was really getting into it, he'd pull away. Oh, I love And then this. come back, and, yeah, it was hot. Oh and my it was, God. like, literally no fucking and no anal. It was just that. I'm literally on Amazon right now ordering a bean, <laughs> a modern day bean bag as we speak, people. It was very sexy. He had a white, it was like, I'm surprised it wasn't like ruined, but it was a very modern apartment, like all black and white with like little hints of red. And, uh, and it was like a white. Like suede. you cared really when you're in that bean. I know. I mean, <laughs> no, but you're, but it's the first thing you notice when you walk into somewhere. I, yes. I, when you're gay, you're very about, your I notice a lot of attention. I, uh, pay a lot of attention to detail, oh, and that yeah. was something I noticed. Jeremy and I are, are BFFs, and he comes over to my place all the time. We record the show here. I have sort of this studio work environment here, and I cannot. If something's different in the <laughs> in the studio, you immediately always uh, know exactly a new book, a new magazine. It doesn't matter what yeah. it is, he's on it, and yeah. I like the attention to detail. Um, so yeah, so if you haven't listened to it yet, it was episode 121, a little later on the show, we will be announcing who won the anal douche kit, which was Dr. Goldstein's brand new venture. You can go to futuremethod.com and learn more about what he's doing. And we'll have him back on the show, including, I'm very excited, Jeremy, to announce to, well, you already know this, but on October 26th. We are actually shooting our TV pilot of Tag's podcast, if you can believe it. I'm so excited. Uh, For those of you who have seen, come to, watched on YouTube, our live streaming podcast, you kind of get a little bit of an idea of what this potential new pilot is. Although there's so much more work into it, this won't be live, this will be... 
uh, a production. Yeah. It's at a studio here in New Hopefully York. Hopefully with good lighting. <laughs> Excellent lighting. We're working on that. We I found the studio. We've got a crew. We've got three cameras. We'll have an audience. And if you want to participate, be a part of the studio audience, it's going to be a, on an afternoon, uh, Saturday, October 26th. Um, let me know if you're in New York or you want to be a part of it. It'll be in the afternoon, Saturday, October 26th. Go to our uh, contact sheet, tagspodcast.com, and message us and that you want to be a part of it, and I'll send you all the details. We'd love to have you, and we'll have uh, cocktails for you, but it'll be a production, and you'll have to sign a waiver and all, but um, hopefully... We will spend the rest of the year editing it and we'll be shopping it around um, early in 2020. So excited about that. Yay. Um, today, I, or actually the other day, uh, I think I told everybody on World Pride that I'm on prep now. And as many of you know, when you're on the drug, I just finished my three month mark. And I know you know, Jeremy, because you've been. You're way ahead of me. years now, yeah. But what you have to do is go get your blood work checked. Yes, routine. Yeah, not only because they won't renew it um, because you have to be HIV negative, so there's that. But they also want to make sure that it's not affecting uh, your kidneys and your liver, which is very important to them as starting the study in general. And, hey, listen, it'll be what it is. Knock on wood that I'm okay, that yeah. I can continue to stay on it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for the best. Uh, but what I did learn from my doctor on this and is that, because I asked him, I said, so what if there was a problem? Like, what you know, did this drug, like, ruin my kidney or liver? And he said, no, the reason they've determined three months is the mark is because it's prior before you would get things like jaundice and... All these things that would be Effects signs after, of yeah. your kidney or liver not functioning, not functioning properly. Yeah. And I said, well, so in the event, you know, I'm always like panicked. And, and I three said, so what if you did? Enough, so I said, what I if you think. did see something yeah. going on? And he said, well, we would just stop the drug use. Mm-hmm. And three months they've determined in his medical opinion that you would just stop it and then your your of uh, the kidney and livers would re- return back to their normal right. function. Yeah. So you, it's not and enough it goes time. out of your system and uh, it goes yeah. yeah. So there is you know good news on that. Like yeah. you didn't just fuck yourself over, right. which is good. Um, so I'm happy to hear about that. So hopefully I'll continue to maintain on the drug. The other thing that people should know is that Gilead there's a coupon code that you can kind of you can get it for free Mm -hmm. i thought that my insurance company covered it and i'm still not 100 percent sure on that but if you go to the gilead website and i sign up for it and i got it i mean you get it that way too to you yeah yeah and then you end up getting it for free Mm -hmm. otherwise the guy at uh, CVS where I get mine was like, otherwise it's 1700 Yeah. <laughs> at least for, I was like, oh my God, yeah. yeah. Who can afford, right. you know. So good news on that. Uh, it's while I was there getting blood, uh, giving testing for all this, it's flu shot season, y'all. And my doctor, yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, these days I'm all about everything, just 
I need to get my final hepatitis A vaccination coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we have a place here in New York City called Callum Lord. I'm going to do that that I reported on before, but I'm get your flu shots if people because it will just keep us keep all that at bay and we don't want any of all that, correct? Right. Um, Another thing I wanted to, before we get into one hot topic, and on this episode, I'm very excited today. Uh, we, I have an interview that I did with Gerald McCulloch, who has a film documentary that comes out today on all media video-on-demand platforms. It's called All Male, All Nude Johnsons. It's the documentary about Johnsons, the male go-go bar in... Wilton Manors, which is adjacent to Fort Lauderdale. And we talked about it before. We'll talk a little bit in a second. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, our brand new Patreon page has been updated. And for those of you who don't know, Patreon is a platform where you become a patron at the various tiers. You get billed once a month. There's everything from a $5 a month tier all the way on up and you get extra special sexy perks at the different tiers. And for those of you who have been supporting us, we continuously thank you. You're going to get to continue to get everything that you've been getting. Yeah. But you, we decided to, after a year update the tiers, Jeremy worked with me really hard on this and we this, we bull- I've already been putting together the links of the porn that I'm going to supply for it. Good, because <laughs> I have that. One of the things that we're um, you're going to get on this is what we're watching on porn. We're also doing weekly uh, polls. polls. Yeah, we want to hear the polls because we find that to be <clears throat> just a good topic. I mean, exactly something fun to talk about. And we want to know just what uh, people's opinions are. Just fun polls like... Uh, Rimming versus blowjobs or just stuff like that. Or a big pole that you'd want to sit on. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but And then there's things like our Dark and Dirty After Show and also BDSM videos that I have been a part of that we will show you at the various tiers. You can find out more and see the bullet-pointed, clearly stated tiers if you go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And at the very most important point is that it supports the show tags podcast that you've known and come to expect the quality. And we will continue that. Um, and every little bit helps. Um, I want to get into, before we get into the, the show and my interview, I wanted to report on something because our season five opener a couple weeks ago, I interviewed, Terrence Crawford, and Terrence Crawford has a brand new documentary called Crystal City, and it's, it was shot all here. For those of you who listen, you'll know it was all shot here in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's about crystal meth addiction. Terrence admitted that the reason he produced it and wanted to do it was because he's a, um, a crystal meth addict, and I understand that once you're an addict, you are always an addict um, just in recovery. Mm-hmm. and that's just how it goes. And he, I welcome you to listen to that. And the film is actually available now. So you can see it on all um, platforms right now. 
it's it's a, a harsh film, but really at the core, it's an uplifting film because he decided to focus on people in recovery mm-hmm. and and show how people have turned it around, and it's really good. Um, but there's a new story that just came out today that made me think about this film, and uh, Quirty talked about it. Uh, David Hudson is the writer on this, and essentially I'll just read you the headline and then summarize it for you, and then we'll talk. Uh, the headline is Wealthy Democratic Donor Ed Buck Arrested After Third Man Overdoses in His Home. I'm just going to read you a little bit, and then we'll discuss. It says... Wealthy Democratic donor Ed Buck has been arrested and hit with a string of charges. It comes months after the deaths of two black men at his home in West Hollywood, California. Both died from drug overdoses. They list the people that have died. I'm not going to list their names right now. Um, Buck, who is 65, was charged yesterday with a felony count, each of battery causing serious injury, administering methamphetamine and maintaining a drug house. So um, both of these deaths have previously been ruled as accidental overdoses. And the L.A. District Attorney has declined to press charges relating to them currently. Um, Yesterday's arrest of Buck came after a third man reportedly overdosed at his house just last week. Prosecutors allege Buck supplied the methamphetamine that led to the man's overdose. Wow. Um, And it also goes on to say that uh, Buck, he administered two dangerously large doses to the man according to prosecutors, uh, resulting in one of these guys ODing. And when, you know, when they started searching the man's, the Skybuck's home, they found a large number of photographs of men in compromising positions. Um, What they want to say is this guy essentially offered drugs and money to vulnerable addicts in exchange for sexual favors uh, they allege he has a fetish for administering drugs to other men, including which I was reading a little bit more on of intravenously, like Oof. what we see in the film, yeah. Crystal City. I mean, how disgustingly gross is that? I mean, forget about the fact that he is a huge Democratic <laughs> or was yeah. donor. doesn't really matter. No. It's this idea that you do learn of in... Crystal City of certain people preying on... Yeah, which is terrible and really, really just gross that that it happens. It is because, you know, if you're preying on... I mean, it just continues this vicious cycle of meth that is tearing up a portion of our community. It's also just scary. I mean, it's really scary to think that something could really take over. I mean... And right. and it's good that in the documentary it focuses on the good side of it, where you can like I guess overcome how dark and ugly it can get. But it is really scary that that is the reality for some people. It is, and the fact that this is just coming out now—you never know. Uh, one of the things that Terrence was describing in the film, and many of his characters in the film. They are prey to sometimes men that have more money that will lure others with the drug, but they're luring men already that are vulnerable, that 
are addicted already mm-hmm. and you which know, is the which is so bad and the it's just very terrible. lascivious and it's not yeah. to say that you know the ones that are that are you know going to these parties aren't already addicts themselves and have a part to play in it it's but it just, doesn't help it doesn't help and it never really leads to anything good anything good and I mean, but you think it's good in the moment, and that's the problem. Exactly. Right. And you'll learn so much with this interview that I did with Terrence, but you'll learn even more on his film, Crystal City. I really, you know, according to Terrence, it's a huge, has been epidemic in our culture and continues to grow, and we need to, I just, you know, if you think you have no interest in it, um, I would just advise you, because there's a really positive side to his film. Like I said, it's called Crystal City. You can get it on all uh, platforms, video on demand. If you go to tagspodcast.com, I list the all the places you can watch it. And Terrence actually is one of our guests on our TV pilot on October 26th. So he's gonna, I'm going to probe him with some more on-camera questions about his own story and more about the film. So look forward to that. Um, So this film that comes out today, all male, all nude Johnson's, you and I both watched it. We talked about it before on our Mm -hmm. season opener, but it's available today for people to see. Um, How much do we love dancers, Jeremy? Oh, we just, (laughs) I've always loved them. I mean, it's just an underground thing. It's like, when you have a thing for it, it's just, it's juicy, it's fun, it's part of a fantasy, it's like, I don't know, it's just, a, it lures you in. What's interesting with you is that, unlike myself, I actually like to go back to the back rooms. Yes, and, and I really am, <laughs> I love the part of just watching. I mean, I really, really do. I've always loved the part of just watching. I've always loved, not that I haven't, been talked into lap dances are gone but i really enjoy like seeing the guys walking around and just you're a visual person yeah i am i mean you went to fashion school you work in fashion yeah you have an appreciation like we just said earlier you can't go into a setting without looking at whether someone's squatting over your ass (laughs) you're a detailed person and so do you think that I mean, it not to get be. too psychological. No, it may be. I mean, I really love, I really enjoy watching guys walking around in thongs and G-strings and just dancers and all of that. I mean, I always have. I celebrated my 21st birthday in New York uh, up at No Parking in the night. Oh, yeah, like, and that, that was an amazing stripper bar. There were so many good dancers. It was really juicy. It was seedy. And it was exactly what I wanted it's for my birthday. Fun. And it is good fun. And it's like, well, I always have enjoyed watching the crowd and just like, I don't need to necessarily take it in or like act. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single... 
double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Actually act on it. I really do enjoy watching it a lot. I always have. And it's interesting because you've, I'm assuming, that's a question actually, have you ever had a side of yourself that wanted to flaunt it and show it off? It's a question actually. Show what off exactly? You know, your assets in some way, shape, or form, whether it's in a public setting or for a boy. Or are you more comfortable appreciating and being the voyeur? No, I'm comfortable just appreciating. And I, and I also, I'm, I guess I would say with that question, I am confident and I don't mind not being discreet. So I don't mind someone noticing that like they're my attention and I'm focused on them. I like that. And I also like it from afar where it makes it like a little bit more interesting, if you know what I mean. I like someone to know that I'm watching them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it also doesn't have to be any interaction for me to be like aroused and turned on and intrigued by it. But I like them to know and I don't need to be discreet about like hiding it. But I just enjoy the view and I sit back and enjoy the view whether <laughs> on that they, bean bag squatting down in your face. I love Suffocating it. Suffocating me. And what's interesting with me is I've you know, I've talked about it on the show before. I was a former go go boy dancer. I wasn't and I wonder how I would be. I was I worked in like big clubs and there was some there was pole dancing that I did and we got tips. At best, I think the closest I came to it was at a bar that I w- in San Francisco that I was a stripper, not a stripper, but like a go-go boy. And we had a, and I was really because I'm a former gymnast, I was really good on the pole. These guys came up to me at one of point. Of course you were, <laughs> of course, right? These guys came up to me and said. Would could we hire you t- for our friend's birthday party, like, like a house party? It. Well, I was a little nervous at the time because <laughs> I it meant that I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's but they intimate. were they're like, we'll pay you like great money. Yeah, and I'll never forget my best friend in San Francisco, who's still my best friend. Um, he said was looking out for me. Yeah, and said I will drive you over to this house. 
and he did. They and probably would have let him stay. I mean, well, he waited for me, okay. and. I had like this is back in the nineties, so I had a boom box, y'all. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I think it I think we were at we were at the C D player point what where are it was you, like, like a, a boom street box. Performer? Well no, because I had to come with my own music and I had this whole almost choreographed routine. I am a performer, so I had produced this whole number. Oh, we know. And I, I, I think I only got down to like a, a thong and, but it was oh, in a man. house. So it wasn't yeah, like, it's intimate. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I put on a show and I went up to everybody and they gave me a, they were happy and, generous, I, and I very hope. generous. And then I called my friend. I think I paged my friend again. It's the nineties y'all. <laughs> and he came in his, VD, his VW uh, convertible bug and picked me up. Oh and I reported back that all was good. And that's the closest I ever got. But I think because of then I've fascinated with like actual strippers yeah. and like the back room. And I like yeah. all that. So I don't know. It's fun for me. I think you're all going to like this movie. It's called All Male, All New Johnsons, directed by Gerald, McC- uh, Gerald McCulloch, who uh, he's been, you'll hear everything on the interview. And um, let's bring that in. And at the end of it, I'm going to announce the winner for our kit, our Future Woo. Method Anal Douche Kit. So you will find out who that is. So in the meantime, listen to the, my interview right now. And, and in then the mean, continue having. And start having. <laughs> hot, hot gay sex. I'm very excited. Um, Steve Rodriguez here, host of TAG's podcast and also for Progressive Pulse to be talking to uh, Gerald McCullough. I said that correct, yes? Gerald McCulloch, yeah. It's one of those yes. I have to always uh, <laughs> repeat over and over again. But It's a, a hard G, it correct? Is a hard G. It's a hard G. I start with a hard G and I end with an ouch because I'm McCulloch, not McCulloch. So, uh, <laughs> McCulloch, yes. I used to know McCulloch, so McCulloch. Got it. Perfect. Um, well, I'm excited to talk to you today because, uh, well, one thing... Um, you were on the recent Vakaya cruise line, which I was too. And I wish we could have uh, said hey there. What's that? I wish we could have said hey face to face. I did. I we do know each. I've seen you before, and I said hi to you. Um, and um, anyways, uh, did you like the cruise? I had a great time. You know, it was so much. It was so much fun. I've never done a gay cruise before. I've certainly cruised before, uh, <laughs> and for them to, you know, have a sneak preview of, of this film up on the top deck and uh you know that was great and the parties were great and i was fortunate enough to know a few of the other entertainers that were on the ship and we had a great time man that was a i thought the service was great the food was great um i i have no complaints about whatsoever Nice, nice. And we'll talk about your film in just a second for my audience. Um, you, my audience might recognize you from the Bear City movie series. Um, we've had Doug Langway here on the show before. We love Doug. Um, certainly a good friend of mine uh, has a show, web series Hustling, which I loved you in. Oh, that's great. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I was so glad to be part of that. You know, Sebastian. Um, Lacaz, Yeah. I thought he really put together a, a beautiful web series. And I was, you know, it brought an award my way, which I can't ever um, thank him enough for that coming into my life and working with the people I did. I put together such a great cast and I got to know some really, uh, really amazing people in that journey. So, 
thank you for watching it. And I think it's still available. You can still check it out. Exactly. We'll listen to all that. Let's talk about your current film, All Male, All Nude, Johnson's. You actually, it's a documentary. Really enjoyed it. Um, you directed it. People know you on the screen. What, for people that don't know, um, Johnson's, I've been to Fort Lauderdale oh, yeah. before. Yeah. I have. And I haven't been to Johnson's, which I want to go back to. I've been to other competitor bars, but um, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a go-go dance bar. And I know there's a, a, a differentiation between a stripper bar and a go-go bar, correct? Yes, there is. This is Matt Kalunga. So All Male, All Nude Johnson is a follow-up to a documentary that I made a few years ago that was released, I guess, two years ago. Uh, so the first film was called All Male, All Nude. And that is a documentary that's out on all platforms now. It's on iTunes and Amazon and blah, blah, blah. And that uh, is a documentary that I released, um, not that I released, but that Breaking Glass Pictures released a few years ago. And that's a documentary about a gay strip club in Atlanta, Georgia called Swingin' Richards. Oh, that makes sense then because there you have footage of um, Swinging Richards in your film. And I was wondering, how did you get that footage? But I guess because you had the first film, yeah, correct? Well, um, one of the characters in that first film, who was the DJ and the manager of Swinging Richards when I was making that first film, his name is Matt Kalunga. And he has since left um, uh, Swinging Richards and has opened up his own club, Johnson's, in Fort Lauderdale. So he's kind of the through line from the first film into the second film. Which is why when we learn about his life and we hear about his history, I'm able to kind of go back 10 years and pull footage from uh, the first film to kind of visually connect these two films. And then for people that don't know, describe what the difference is um, when people make that differentiation between what Matt's current club Johnson's is, um, because they don't get all nude, um, correct, in Johnson's? No, Johnson's... Matt is uh, is kind of rebranding the go-go bar experience, the gay go-go bar experience. And Johnson's is his first foray into that, and it's likely to become a franchise. Uh, there's interest in a, another Johnson's opening in Dallas. There's one potentially opening in Atlanta. So uh, Matt uh, started out at Swinging Richard's. Many years ago, I think he's been in the stripping industry for 23 years now. He started out at 18 at Swingin' Richards, uh, started managing that club, and is now trying to find a way to, as I said, rebrand the gay go-go bar experience, uh, the club experience. Now, so I really enjoyed the movie, first of all, and I think at uh, first... When I heard about the movie, I was wondering, wow, is there going to be enough to cover in this, in, in about a, a, you know, a go-go bar? Um, and yet there is, there's so much. You, uh, I don't know if you experienced this on your first one, but the first film that you did, but on this one, you profile so many of the, the guys, the dancers, including Matt, obviously the owner, and each one of them has their own story. Is that what really drew you to want to make this film? Well, you know, it's, it's so funny. The first film, uh, you know, so before this uh, franchise of documentaries, I had directed a film called Daddy that is out on, you know, all the platforms. Uh, 
I think I saw it on stage. Is, was there a stage version? It was also a play that I was cast in, yes. Yes, I really liked it. Did you see it in New York or in L.A.? In New York. Well, did you? Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so yeah. after we closed off-Broadway, um, yeah, at that time I was on CSI. And so uh, we did Daddy during one of my hiatuses. And then I had to get back to L.A. And we transferred the show to L.A. And during that time, I optioned the rights for it to become a movie. And so that was my first feature film that I directed. And then when that sold, uh, my distributors asked me well, what other projects I had. And at that time, uh, during the Bear City films, actually, when I got cast in the first Bear City film, I was actually in Atlanta filming content for a teaser trailer um, that a few networks were interested in on a, on a gay strip club. Uh, so I had told my distributors about that, and they had asked to see the teaser. And so I showed them the teaser, and they're the ones that said, if you can take the footage from this teaser and the other footage you have and make this a feature-length documentary, we'd love to buy it. So that was kind of the seed for the first film. Uh, I guess the next question was, were you, because myself um, and a lot of our listeners, like I'm a big fan of, you know, I've gone to stripper bars in Montreal, certainly Fort Lauderdale. I definitely want to go to Johnson's. Um, were you kind of a fan yourself of um, bars like this? You know, it's so funny. I certainly had my prejudices <laughs> uh, about that. And it takes a certain amount of confidence to really embrace embrace it. You know, you're worried about tipping guys and who's going to look at me. And I certainly, at that time I was, you know, again, as I said, on CSI. So I certainly had reservations about, uh, being as publicly, uh, outward, I guess about, about that. Um, and I had during my CSI, CSI years, I started my filmmaking with a short film called the moment after. And when that film that film did really well. It was a wonderful experience. I got to go pretty much all over the world with screenings in between shooting CSI episodes. And one of the screenings was at a big festival down in Atlanta. And they brought me to Atlanta to introduce the film and do a Q&A. And my sister lived in Atlanta. And after that premiere, she took me to Swingin' Richards for my very first time. Wow. <laughs> Leave it to a sister, right? Huh? <laughs> Leave it to a sister. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my younger sister. And I had no idea anything like that ever even existed. Um, and that night, I met one of the dancers who became a good friend of mine, Stephen. And Stephen was kind of my threshold into that world. And Stephen was a CSI fan, so he knew who I was and treated my sister and I very well that night and met a lot of the dancers. And he said, look, if you're in town with a screening of this film you've made, he's like, this is a film right here. You should meet these guys and, and think about uncovering this world. And I kind of took him up on that. And around that same time, you know, when I, it was about a month that I spent in Atlanta getting to know these guys and, you know, developing a relationship with various dancers that I chose to cover in that first film. That's when the first Bear City film came my way. And, and then after Bear City came my way, uh, Daddy came my way. And those things all kind of took me away from what eventually became all Male, All New, that was released a few years ago. And then just to wrap up your initial question, because Matt was the DJ in that first film, uh, you know, he's the one that really planted the seed for making the second film. Both, you know, he was willing to really give me exclusive access to that club and 
you know, to connect me to the other dancers I thought might be, might have storylines that would be intriguing and engaging for, for an audience. So Matt's really where this, the seed for the second film started. Nice. I mean, it all makes sense. You're a storyteller. And when you watch the film, All Male, All New Johnson's, you definitely get an inside look into these very different lives and storylines that all the dancers, you know, you, it's a, it's a fantasy, obviously when you're a guest in one of these bars or, uh, but you give us an inside look and tell their stories. How receptive were these dancers to want to share, you know, the other side and go beyond say the fantasy world? Um, it's, you know, it's, there's, it definitely takes a certain amount of energy and time with these guys to build trust, to, get them to let their walls come down. You know, I'm fortunate enough that I've kind of had a career for a while. Um, that's so, that a lot of, some people know my work and hopefully since they can trust me. And because I had a first film that I'd done for them to look at and see what I'd done with that first film, they were able to, to assess what the experience might be. You know, and that certainly was a huge asset in in, you know, getting me access into these guys. But Matt alone, you know, his story I, f- I find completely engaging. Um, oh, completely. Yeah, Matt, the owner, this is his brand new bar. We, you give us an inside look onto his, his longevity as a former dancer. Now he's an owner. He has his partner. And then he, you cover his bodybuilding competition and his – the man has so many dreams and it, and it's all and the dramas that go along with everything. Yeah, and this film kind of we get to see some of those dreams come to fruition, which I think is really inspiring. You know, one thing I wanted to do with the first film, which again is why I think Matt trusted me with the second film, is I you know, just like I said, I have my own judgments about stripper life and strip clubs. And when I had the opportunity to get to know these guys in the first film and learn that some of them were single parents trying to, you know, raise enough money so they could be good father figures for the kids. You know, one guy was using it to pursue his music career. Uh, You know, I wanted the first film to celebrate that lifestyle and and not throw it under the bus, you know, Um, and show that all these guys have very unique, you know, engaging lives. And in this weird environment, it all kind of forms as a catalyst for this very unique family unit to to develop that I find really engaging. And so I think because of the the success of that first film, Matt was really willing to trust me and let me call the shots for the second film. Um, Nice. Nice. So he let me, he kind of led my way into what dancers, you know, he's got 50 or 60 dancers. And obviously not all of them wanted to be included, but the ones that did want to be included, you know, I got to have time with them. I'd fly down to Fort Lauderdale and just, trying to spend time building trust with them and getting to know their stories and trying to figure out which stories not only complement each other, but kind of fleshed out that world of Johnson's. Um, nice. Um, I would also say that um, in some ways, Wilton Manor, the, the area in Fort Lauderdale, is you give us a good look at what life is like in this very unique part of the country. It was not almost thought of as another character. I mean, at one point you even have the mayor featured in there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I had never been to Wilton Manor. 
Wilton Manors is the second gayest city per capita in America. I had no idea. Um, it's such a, and it's an, believe it or not, the city is an island. It's surrounded by water. Um, it's right next to Fort Lauderdale and other areas in that area of Florida. But when I got there and started meeting with Matt and slowly meeting the dancers, I realized that the location certainly was a character. And I pursued the mayor um, quite extensively, just saying, look, I, you know, this city that you created, uh, the mayor at the time, Gary Resnick, you know, was the first openly gay politician in Florida. He was the mayor for 10 years. He really created the city that exists right now. I have such esteem for him. And I was so glad that he was willing to be part of this film because I'd said, you know, look, your, your city's becoming a character as I uncover these lives. And I'd love you to be the person that, you know, is kind of the threshold into educating the audience about the city you've created. And he's really done an amazing job. I have nothing but respect for him. And, and, and I'm so glad he's in the movie. And he plays an integral part that we will not give away with, uh, give away because we want people to watch the film. But there's even a drama moment that he plays a part in um, that you have to watch this film. I want to talk real quickly about uh, the music. Is it Corey Tut? Um, I really enjoyed his music. How did you find him? Corey Tut has uh, has been in, in my life for a, quite a few years. Corey Tut did. That first film I mentioned called The Moment After, which was my short film, uh, I first started using Corey's music in that short film, and we just continued a relationship. He allowed me, when I made my feature film, Daddy, uh, at that point, Corey had maybe four, CD, four CDs out. He's a pretty well-established independent music, musician out of New York, and I've loved his music for many years. And when I was making Daddy... He allowed me to access his entire music library to pull uh, various songs and parts of songs that I kind of wanted to support the story and to support the protagonist's journey in that movie. So in a way, it's kind of, I think that Daddy is a film with music and a lot of that and all the music. I wanted the musical voice of that film to really be parallel to the protagonist's journey. So I wanted one male musical voice to kind of underscore that film and Corey allowed me to access as I said his entire music library and then when the first all male all nude came my way he was the first go-to again you know it's a strong masculine film I feel like and I wanted that to also be reflected in the music and at that time Corey just happened to be putting out a new CD that was all uh, you know Corey's an out musician and so a lot of the songs and the storylines were, were him singing about men and uh, very sexy, driving, beat-oriented music that all worked with the film very well. And so when I made the second film, All Male, All New Johnsons, that was just my immediate go-to. I wanted the second film. I, I didn't want to repeat the same journey of the first film but I did want it to feel like it was in the same family of that first film. So going to Corey was one of my first uh, instincts was just to, again, have that because the club is all about the music. You know, when you go in that club, it's all about that musical experience and, and the guys. And so the music um, was a huge part of that first film and, and being able to use Corey's new music in the second film, I thought just worked with my whole, you know, objective of keeping this film in line with that first film. 
Um, when can people see All Male, All Nude Johnson's? I believe on the 28th of September, the film is released on all platforms. It'll be out on Amazon and probably Deco and Amazon, uh, all the big ones. I, it, the first nice. one is on Netflix DVD, but because of the amount of male nudity, uh, it's not streamable on Netflix. And I'm not sure if the second film will end up on Netflix streaming or just DVD. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get that DVD for the first one. I didn't realize that. That's gotta awesome. Check, I got to tell you one thing. You know, with my deal with Breaking Glass Pictures, my distributors, was there like, if you know, can you please make the DVD something people want? So the DVD cut of the second film will be uh, something that didn't pass the stream. So it's a, it's a little more... Um, <laughs> and then yeah. the first film with the all male on new DVD, I also wanted to put a lot of DVD extras on that, that were not only risque, but they just also illuminated the stories, gave more depth to some of the guys. Um, there's a featurette about Corey and his music and how we created the musical voice of that film. So I think the DVDs of the second film, as well as the first film, uh, certainly offers some very exclusive insights into the film and, and different aspects of the film. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. The film's called All Male, All New Johnsons. Uh, you heard the release dates. We will certainly promote it on our end. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks again to my special guest, Gerald McCulloch, and his brand new film, All Male, All Nude Johnsons. And like I said before, thank you to everybody who entered our Future Method Anal Douche Kit giveaway. We have a winner that we chose. Uh, it is Robert of New Jersey. Robert, I will be sending you an email and sending you off your kit. Thank you to all who entered our contest and be sure and check out futuremethod.com so you can find out about the anal douche kit and everything that Dr. Goldstein is embarking on with his uh, brand new site there. In the meantime, continue having hot gay sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.